Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Uh, Welcome, welcome, welcome. Of course, our big story today is the class action lawsuit against Tostitos lime-flavored chips. And we'll go and do a deep dive on that. I'm afraid you're going to have to quarterback that one as I'm not up to speed. Don't know if you're following that story, but there is a class action lawsuit against Tostito lime-flavored chips. (laughs) Claiming that while they say in their commercial there is a hint of lime, there's no actual lime in the product. And hint suggests there's lime. Their lawyers are arguing that hint does not suggest there's actually lime in the product. So... If that goes down the way it wants, I think we've all got a pretty sweet dollar and a half coming our way. To quote Shakespeare, first, kill all the lawyers. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I'll tell you what. I, I took in a bunch of information uh, earlier today on this and last night. There are two crowds that are getting the attention of the media, but it depends on which media you are on which crowd you care about. So if you're CNN, MSNBC, Washington Post, New York Times, all those things, you know, on the left. The crowd that matters is the expected 700 people that are going to show up in Washington, D.C. to protest the jailing of the January 6th rioters. It's the lead story on CNN, MSNBC, all those two. It's the lead story. That crowd is the lead story. They've beefed up security in Washington, D.C. Is there going to be another insurrection? No, there's not. Nothing's going to happen. They've got overwhelming security. It's not a story, but it's the lead story. Keeping in mind... There will be multiple football games in Texas this evening where 20,000 people will be there. Yeah, so these 700 knuckleheads showing up in uh, Washington, D.C. are the lead story on every... And and again, like I've been saying all week long, been saying for years now, actually, it's not just that they have a different lead and then they all get to the other story later. It's not even being covered at all. The other crowd, that is 10,000 people that have crossed the border in just the last couple of days that are on our side of the border waiting to be distributed around America because that's the way it works, over half of them from Haiti. Right. 10,000 people underneath a bridge at the border. Have you seen these pictures? They're stunning. And over half of them are from, from Haiti. And I guess if you're the left side of the media, it's just not even really that interesting that we have thousands and thousands of people from countries that aren't even on our border anymore. Setting records every single day. That's right. Just not even interesting enough to talk about. you got to send the Haitians to California, right? They're used to power outages, corrupt governance, natural disasters. (laughs) They'll fit right in. (laughs) But isn't isn't that stunning? I'm telling you, this is the the uh, unappreciated story of our times, is this whole bifurcating of what we're talking about. And unless you work at it, there aren't that many people, I don't think, that take in news from both sides. I think people have tended to gravitate toward the stuff that fits their priors, as they say, or makes them feel better, or it's the stuff that they care about. But the other stories don't even get mentioned. How about half the country is completely unaware we have thousands and thousands and thousands of people that have crossed into this country. Two million, I think they, they, they think so far. Is anybody uh, uh, involved in the show actively a Facebook user? Hanson or Michelangelo or anybody? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. So what's the current state of Facebook's news feed? Because I know at one point they were talking about reforming it to help uh, alleviate the 
uh, ideological bubble phenomenon, the silo phenomenon. Do you do you get a news feed or do you no? See news I just in there? get a bunch of ads. I mean, I'm not on there that much, but yeah, okay. it's just a bunch of ads and crap. To be the reason I ask, Jack, is neither one of us are on Facebook, um, and I have a great Facebook is evil story. They're actually actively involved in slavery right now. Anyway, uh, Facebook has slaves. Well, I didn't say that. I did not say that. Um, anyway, uh, because they're a huge source of news information for people, and I just don't know what people's news feed looks like in terms of editorial balance these days. I'm curious. It's it's amazing, though. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. As I was taking in the news last night, I mean, I, I slap my head practically every night. I think, wow, it's two completely different worlds, two completely different national conversations that are going on at all times. And it completely explains how uh, one side doesn't get the other. Of course you don't. And think they're insane. One side says the other, uh, why aren't you upset about blank? And then the other side says, I've never even heard of blank. How come you're not upset about blank B? And the other side says, what are you talking about? Fake news. Fake news. So we can't even start a conversation. Right. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, the, the, the most, if you've seen the pictures of the 10,000 mostly Haitians that have crossed the border and are waiting underneath that bridge, and they'll get to stay because that's our policy, and they'll probably be just disappear off into the United States somewhere and never return to a court or anything like that. Maybe productive citizens, maybe hardcore criminals. We don't know. Oh, boy, Tucker had a great angle on this last night. I thought um, the idea that uh, <clears throat> people with high school educations or less stopped voting for Democrats a long time ago because they're no longer the the party of the working man. Hmm. That crowd votes Trump or votes Republican. And so uh, the, the, the powers that be are uh, letting a new group of uneducated people come into the country that they think will vote Democrat. Because hmm. the, the old uneducated, and they're all going to fight for the same jobs. That's the weird thing about it. That is our government. Why do we want millions of more unskilled labor? Poor people? That helps the country how? How does that help our country? Anyway. Um, well, uh, you know what? Honestly, they'll take uh, rotten jobs and meatpacking plants. They'll pay Social Security, and they'll prop up the pyramid scheme. Yeah, I know. That's your theory. I, I wish they'd tell us. I just That was the Tucker Carlson's whole point last night. Now, we've been saying this for years. I, I, maybe this makes sense. Just tell us. Just have the freaking guts to stand up there and explain to us why millions and millions of people get to come into this country. Illegally. Illegally. Mm -hmm. Explain to us why it's good for the United States. And if you can't explain why it's good for us, maybe you've got an explanation that would make sense to me. But if you can't explain your your, your plan, well, then stop it for crying out loud, because that's your job. Speaking of uh, who's voting for whom, it is absolutely undeniable now that the trickle has become a flow and is soon to be an avalanche. Hispanics are turning increasingly to the right. Yeah, that's interesting. For reasons of morals, family, they are not down with the woke left. In fact, they are way, way not down with the woke left. Plus, the immigration issues and the crime and the drug cartels and all are disproportionately uh, affecting communities on the border, which tend to be heavily Hispanic. These people are not stupid. They're not so entranced by the charms of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer that they can't think for themselves and think, wow, my life is getting worse and worse because of these policies. Well, and then you come to this country and you read on a bag Tostitos lime-flavored. Right. And you realize there's no lime in it whatsoever. Exactly. Uh, oh, the thing I was going to mention is, so if you've seen any of the footage of the 10,000 people waiting under the bridge, mostly from Haiti, um, that footage came from a Fox 
News drone. Well, the FAA has grounded the Fox News drone and said they're no longer allowed to fly it and didn't really explain why. Gee, I wonder why. And, uh, yeah. So that's a little sketchy. Wonder if it might have something to do with the incredibly powerful visual illustration of the chaos, the crisis on the border that the images from that drone have delivered. I'm looking at the TV right now. It's ABC News, actually. They've got footage of the fencing around the uh, Capitol for the 700 protesters that are expected to show up tomorrow. There's such overwhelming force there, nothing will happen. But uh, let me see. I'll leave it on that channel to see if they ever get to the 10,000 Haitians waiting under that bridge in Texas. I don't know. I don't think we should report on that because I've, I was taught that was racism to, to insist on lawful immigration. That's racist, I think. That's what my professor told me. Jerry Nadler called illegal immigration human infrastructure. Uh, that might be a step toward the honesty you were asking for. Oh, boy. Okay, anyway, so uh, we'll get to that later. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. It's actually quite strong. And uh, mirth, wisdom, regret, How's ethos, it? pathos. <laughs> ethos and pathos. How's <laughs> the computer looking, Michael? Are we going to be able to function? Yeah, we'll be fine. We have any idea where the intro to the show went? It just disappeared? Somebody didn't like it? Yeah. You know what it is? It's the deep state. The deep state of the radio ranch. <laughs> Trying to silence us. No, we're going to have a good show. There's, there's nothing deep at the radio ranch. Oh, and hey, we have cow <laughs> clips of the week coming oh, up, too, right? awesome. Now, there's something to look forward to. That's next. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Quite a bit to talk about today, but um, we haven't gotten into the... I was going to say something extra cynical. Probably don't, mm. probably don't need to do that. Mm. No, just, these are cynical times, Jack. Let's be better than that. When an attractive... White woman disappears or is murdered or is murdered. Sometimes it turns into a national story. This is the non-cynical version. That's just true. There's no getting around that. That's just a fact. I know it. People is. disappear sure. or are murdered all the time, and it's unsolved. And for whatever reason, it's only if it's an attractive white woman that it makes the news. And I was going to stay out of this one, but I caught and there it is on the TV right now. I well, caught and I caught there's little, an element. There's a real element of mystery here yeah, too. Yeah, I caught so done it. I caught a little bit of the story and immediately was intrigued. So we're going to get into it uh, next segment. Yeah, we'll we'll give you the background and all. It's uh it's an odd tale, no doubt. Got a ton of stuff to squeeze in today. So let's get started. First, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week. Say hello to the biggest thing to happen to sauce since packets. Yeah, I, I, don't, I think we should get the homicide out of the White House and get, like, a, a, a fresh start, because we don't want any more murderers. I think we should just go on to the next question. Oh. <laughs> Regarding the woman who uh, threw the egg at me wearing a gorilla mask, at the risk of sounding sexist, gentlemen, how do we know it was a mask? <laughs> we said yes to diversity. We said yes to inclusion. We said yes to pluralism. You kind of get the government you deserve. My patience is wearing thin. I need you to get out on that boulevard and bring me my money. Yeah, my pimp. It's not a joke. 
somebody in the White House has authority to press the button and stop the president, cut off the president's uh, uh, speaking ability and sound, who is that person? People who ultimately have to be willing to, um, you know, be more liberal with their uh, economic values. Really, you know, you go after the left a lot these days. Why? I'm like, because you're embarrassing me. If you don't agree with this, you're a racist. You're a bigot. You're a homophobe. Well, how about this? How about maybe I don't agree because I don't see the evidence for it. How, how about that? You know, why don't we just move on to Final Jeopardy? The answer is this December 25th holiday involves decorating a tree and opening presents. Burt Reynolds. Yeah, when is my birthday? <laughs> Unnamed sources contend General Milley told his Chinese counterpart, General Lee, that he would give him a heads up if the U.S. planned to strike. If Milley doesn't resign by Friday, I'll cut all my hair off and bake it into a cake and eat it. He's a smoked turkey. Uh, we, uh, we inherited a deadline. We did not inherit a plan. In England recently claimed he had a McDonald's sandwich with a pig nipple in it. Even more disturbing, it was a filet of fish. <laughs> He's holding him up, like Simba, the Lion King. <laughs> jab my baby, I hate Trump. Give him a good jab. Jeez, what the? Stop it. He became the first defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy. And congratulations, Charles. That is something that no one can ever take away from you. Unless you kill your wife and a waiter, in which case... <laughs> Uh, that Secretary Blinken saying we inherited a deadline but not a plan, that is one of the worst excuses at that high a level I can remember. It was pathetic. And as a man who's offered pathetic excuses throughout my life, there's only one reason you do that. Because you don't have a better one. Sad. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Sent along by Tom in Vegas. Well done, Tommy boy. Particularly apropos, in wake of our conversation with Peter Bogosian, available at armstrongandgetty.com as an extra-large podcast. Really great conversation with that professor who was forced to resign by his fat, it's just, it's well, Marxist university. Anyway, uh, Albert Einstein warned, and I quote, science can flourish only in an atmosphere of free speech. Of course. Of course. You've got to be able to challenge ideas, as Peter said. The right to question is the fundamental right. Amen. That's a good one right there. Mailbag. Reaction to the troubling testimony by the gymnasts yesterday. Steve writes, is it surprising to anyone that both the FBI and DOJ DOJ are completely corrupted and cannot be counted on to fulfill their obligations? Does anyone still believe they were... That they were incapable of what they were found to have done to Trump and members of his team? There should be more cries of defund the FBI than the police. Yeah. Interesting. And then this from a disgusted 28-year-old retired FBI agent who I happen to know. And he is a man of of honor and, and, and seriousness. Horrifying and embarrassing. I attribute this failure in part, if not in whole, to the lack of leadership at the Bureau. Leadership experiences declined dramatically after then-Director Mueller instituted an up-or-out policy in the mid-2000s, requiring veteran-experienced field supervisors to either step down or go to Washington, D.C. to be part of the bureaucratic machine. 
No, I'd have to ask what the rationale was for that. I think they didn't want guys who had been the boss being a non-boss. They thought that was too complicated or something. So you either became a bureaucrat or you left. Consequently, field supervisors with experience and whose focus was on investigations stepped down in droves, leaving less experienced, less investigation-focused agents to take their positions. That's interesting. Yeah, and defund the FBI is obviously a stupid idea, but man, it certainly needs reformed. I mean, really, really needs reformed. And there's nothing that came out of that hearing that would lead me to believe that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Christopher Ray's statement was really strong and, and, and a good one. I want but... him to say things like, we're going to find everybody that was involved in this that didn't do their job, and they're going to be out of this organization. I want to hear stuff like that. Yeah, well, he he kind of said that. But, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Unequivocal, strong. More mailbag later on. Uh, so, girl gets murdered. Boyfriend won't talk. What's going on with this story? If you haven't been following it, it is a heck of a whodunit. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So we'll talk more about what's going on at the border. It's just insane a little bit later and where we are in a number of stories. But I think Joe was probably where I am on because we both take in a lot of news and had heard peripherally about the missing woman and boyfriend and what's going on there and just kind of keeping it at bay. But it has now risen up to the level of national conversation. I think we got to get into it, right? Yeah, I've actually been on it for several days because a buddy of mine's super into it. And so he's been giving me updates and I've been reading about it. But And it's a normal human emotion. I mean, there's a reason uh, James Patterson sells a, a gazillion books. There's a reason there's so many 2020 Dateline whodunit type shows on television. People gravitate toward whodunits. Well, and and want justice. They don't want somebody to be abducted, hurt, killed, whatever, without justice being done. It's a natural human uh, urge. At any rate, uh, this is a pretty good backgrounder on the missing young woman, Gabby Petito, and uh, and and the the players involved. Uh, hit seventy two, Michael. Brian Laundrie traveled the country with his fiance Gabby Petito for months. They visited national parks, documented the entire trip on Instagram, and drove in a camper van owned by Gabby. Then on September 1st, Laundrie shows up at his home in Florida with Gabby's van, but without Gabby. It wasn't until 10 days later that Gabby's family reported her missing. That's 10 missing days. Police and Gabby's family say time is running out, and they are begging Brian Laundrie to cooperate, but he refuses and his lawyer says it's because whatever laundry says can be used against him but police counter with if he's not involved why would he not help find his fiance we should note the last text message from gabby's phone to her parents came on august 30th but the parents do not believe gabby wrote that text so can i ask questions because i gotta believe a lot of the people listening right now are in the same position as me where we barely know what's going on and you certainly you know what's going on so First of all, are they independently wealthy? They get to travel around the country for a couple of months in a, in a camper. That sounds pretty fun. That's not clear to me. They're they're quite young. They must have family money or something like that. But so he just comes back home after a couple month long trip without her, but doesn't tell anybody he's not with her or something. And it's her van. It's her van. Eventually, yeah. mom and dad say, "Hey, where's uh, where's uh, where's Gabby?" He just doesn't respond. 
Right. Well, he went home to his parents' right. house and got lawyered up. And then several days went by, and, and the, the I'm not sure precisely when uh, the girl's parents and step-parents, because um, it gets a little confusing because she's got a mom and a step-dad, and a, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's not clear to me how much time went between him getting home and them reporting her missing, but that might be the 10 days we're talking about, I think. But anyway, they were stopped in Moab, Utah, after a domestic uh, violence incident, they had an, a yelling, tearful argument at a gas station. She took like a swing at him and scratched his face. Then they drove off. The cops pulled them over yeah, a couple somebody, miles later. Somebody saw it and called 911, saw a right. couple fighting. And uh, they admitted to the fighting, and that's on video. I've watched the video. Right. Anyway, so they get pulled over, and uh, she admits to it. She's crying and, and kind of coming off as unstable. He's trying to explain the situation. The cops decide, look, they're both upset. Nobody's hurt here. You go to a hotel. They tell the young man, uh, you know, uh, Lori, I'm sorry, uh, what's her name, Gabby? You take the van. You go sleep in the van just to, to cool off for a while. All right, kids? And uh, that's the last time anybody's like seen them okay i gotta i gotta just jump to the very end here of because I, I just asked him the question of is there anything about this story that doesn't make it seem like it's obvious that he killed her is there anything about the story that doesn't make it obvious that he killed her well my buddy who's really into it isn't convinced that that happened now couple of things. Number one, there were a couple of other killings of young women in the area uh, in the recent past. So there might be a, a monster about on the road. Okay, and you're on a trip with your fiancé, and your right. fiancé just disappears at some point, and you just keep traveling alone? <laughs> you just well, finish he turned the trip around by yourself, or what? He turned around, went home, and called a lawyer. Uh, it's very, That's very what strange. you would do, right? If you and Judy were traveling around, and all of a sudden Judy just disappears... You would just come on back home and call a lawyer. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Gonna. Well, gonna. Gonna, the, gonna means going to. I'm, I'm trying to. Yes, I understand that. Gonna, and, I'm going to. Yes, we know. We know, dear. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to keep my mind open because my buddy thinks that it's not just the clear-cut murder, but it's her van. So if she flaked on him, left him a note, said, I hate you, I'm, I'm out, she would take her vehicle. She'd she'd take the van and say, "Fly home, you loser! I'm through with you." And so he won't answer questions from anybody. Correct. He is lawyered up. He okay. won't come out of his house. Yeah. His parents won't take phone calls. Isn't... There's going to be a protest at his house. I think this evening. Well, that'll yeah, help. This evening, that protest will help. Uh, usually, uh, who done it? Or or do we like who done it? Where it's pretty obvious. The ending. Is that what we like with whodunits? Is that what draws us in? Because this one, I just, I, the, the, where's the mystery on this? At least with like Scott Peterson and the boat and everything like that. You, you didn't, that's a lot of complication in there. Who knows what going on. But this one, it just seems like you're seen having a fight. Next thing you know, you go home and call a lawyer and won't talk to anybody and she's gone. Right. right. Well, uh, well according, her, to, according to everybody, though, she was the aggressor. She was the unstable one and went nuts and took a swing at him, and he was trying to calm everything down. 
So, I, although I don't know, the the bare outlines of the thing sure lead a person in that direction. It, you know, I could see that, that you know that things got ugly. It pushed her, and she went off a cliff or something. There are a lot of cliffs in that area. Uh, you know, it was like a semi-accidental thing. But the fact that he's lawyered up, I mean, we have had defense attorneys tell us never talk to the authorities without a lawyer if there's even a slight chance you're going to be a suspect because they will take stuff that you say, interpret it the, the worst possible way, and it will ruin your life yeah. for many weeks or months. Yeah, I have heard people uh, fairly recently, I've heard, who was it? High profile person. I've heard people who have been in that position who are innocent say, don't take that lawyer's advice because everybody's going to think you're guilty. And if you're not guilty, go ahead and tell people you're not guilty because it makes you look guilty. That's what lawyers do because they're all about winning the case. They're not about winning the the public opinion of all your friends and family and everybody in the world thinking you're guilty. If Boy, I you're... get accused of something like this, I'm coming to a microphone. Shut up, lawyer. I'll hire a different lawyer. Uh, if you don't want me to do this, I'll hire a different lawyer. Hey, everybody, I didn't do it. Boy, you've got a bit of a violent temper, don't you? Were you in Mo- Moab recently? No, but, this, but this Cruising the highways? But this huh? doesn't make sense on any level, and I'm wondering if that's why it's so compelling to people in that if, if she, well, if she just disappeared, like you woke up in the morning, she was gone, you'd call the police or something. Right, right. So of course, that couldn't be. I mean, and if he accidentally, if he accidentally, your scenario, they get in a fight near a cliff. Uh, I just, <laughs> I just suggested it. It's not my scenario. This is not my scenario. They get shoving match near a cliff, and it she happens. goes toddling over the edge. This um, is the most beautiful canyon I've ever seen. It's no Grand Canyon. What? Are you out of your mind? You don't know a canyon if you see it's one. It's an okay canyon, but I wouldn't call it grand. <laughs> Shove. I've oh, had boy. enough of you shove. Um, so, but, but would you think, you know how I'll get away with this? I'll just drive back home and uh, just not talk to anybody. Just pretend I did. Oh, 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 oh Gabby. Gabby, right. Right. Oh, Yeah, We went on a trip once again. I don't remember how it ended. Yeah, boy. Here's uh, Gabby Petito's mother in 73. I don't know how to describe it, to be honest with you. We are, we are running out of time, and um, we're scared for Gabby. We think she might be in danger, and we just, we just want him to talk. Just tell us, where, where was she? Where did you leave her? You know, I, I wanted to just know what happened, and uh, I'm, I'm getting angry now at this point, as you can tell. I'm uh, I'm beyond frustrated. You know, as a mother to another mother, I, I beg his mother to make him speak, or at least for the parents to say something. So they're they're adults, though, right? They're obviously over eighteen. What are they in their twenties? Yeah. yeah, I've just seen the early twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's an adult. I'm, I'm just I was trying to think this through. My first thought was, can't they compel? Somebody to tell somebody else's mother, hey, what, where the hell is she? But I, you know, she's a grown up. I mean, and if I decide to, you know what, I've had enough. I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm taking off to Canada. I'm gonna, I'm gonna live up in uh, Banff in a tent. Um, don't I, tell my family. Give me a year. I don't feel like the police need to uh, be able to get that information from somebody. To well, if your report is is missing, they kind of have to. Um, also, uh, when listening to the mom there, I realized with all these stories, this happens all the time. We get into the comf- uncomfortable area where we're treating it like a TV show, like they're not real human beings. These are real human beings. That's a real mom and everything like that. But getting back to treating it like a TV show, the girl's dead. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and the mom is holding out hope that that's not true, but she, she's dead and he killed her. I mean, uh, I, I'd be absolutely shocked if that's not the case. Michael, let's hear 75. This is the mother again. We know as little as you at that at this point, but um, 
I know my daughter, and if you do the math, we know that she didn't send it because he was home September 1st, and they never went to Yosemite. They never had plans to go to Yosemite. So it's obvious. So she's claiming that the last text she got from her daughter was not sent by her daughter. And that would lead us to believe that he continued the trip after uh, he pushed her off the cliff? You know what? While I'm in the West Coast, I really want to see Yosemite. I mean, I just... It's probably the only time in my life I'm ever going to get to. So I'm going to go ahead and go to Yosemite. It's unfortunate what happened, but uh, I'll go up Half north. Dome. I want to drive through that sequoia. There's just a few things I want to do before I go home and, and cover up this murder. Yeah, or go to jail for the rest of my days. Uh, Gabby Petito's father, 74, Michael. 350 million plus people asking, where's Gabby? I mean, everyone's asking. You got one person not doing it. So... In all honesty, it's we're all trying to find find the answer, and the only person who knows it, 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 it you know, is sitting over in their house over there, and you can't have a more frustrating situation. I mean, I mean, think about it. Look where we are. You know, everyone's sitting here trying to trying to bring Gabby home, and the only one who doesn't care is the one who's supposed to care about her the most. Hmm. Mom and Dad seem strangely calm. Are they involved? They seem strangely calm to me. Fair enough. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, that reminds me of the John Bonet thing. Going back to that one. I'm which, not which, going there. Which was never figured out, right? That one was never figured out. Correct. Yes, that is correct. So there is going to be a uh, protest outside the Laundry family's house. I'd pronounce it Laundry if my name was Laundry. Um, but uh, all sorts of friends and family and community members who... Uh, Agree with mom and dad. You gotta say what happened, or, or just go ahead and you're a murderer. So he's holed up with his parents. Yeah, and and they've unplugged their phone. They won't take calls. He won't talk. Everybody's lawyered up. What kind of a weird family do they have where mom and dad wouldn't? I I don't know. I that's why I'm I'm going with non obvious explanations. Because you know you've talked before, you know I'll 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 do a lot for my kids, but if they turned out to be a cold-blooded murderer, absolutely, you got to do justice. Yeah, absolutely. The you eyes know. of man and the Lord. No, if 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 he came home and tearfully told Dad we got in a fight and she'd already hit me earlier and we got in a fight and we'd been on several fights through the trip and she got in a fight and we were wrestling and she fell off the cliff or whatever the story is. Yeah, my advice was well, we got to you got to deal with this head on. Let's go down to the police station. Let's tell them the story. Let's tell them an accident and you know. Let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, get the best outcome we can, but we got to come clean. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't think that way. Um, you know, who knows what the, what the story actually is, but for whatever reason, mom and dad have decided we get lawyered up, nobody says anything. With uh, oh, the then, youngster uh, along and, for the ride. And then the next step, if you're the mom and dad, hey, you got to tell her parents. We can't. Have you seen her parents on TV? They don't know what happened to their daughter. You got to tell them. I mean, yeah, I couldn't. What parent could allow their kid to just... There are people who would help their kid get away with murder. And it's what it looks like. And if that ain't what it is, Mr. and Mrs. Laundry, you gotta come clean. What's your theory? Text line 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.
Laundry family's attorney says he advised Brian not to speak with authorities because uh, authorities tend to suspect intimate partners and quote the warning that any statement made will be used against you is true regardless of whether my client had anything to do with Miss Petito's disappearance. Yeah, if, the, if, if, if I become a national phenomenon and the whole world thinks I killed somebody, I'm coming out and answering any question you got. And if my lawyer doesn't like it, I'll hire a different lawyer. Because I, I can't do myself any damage if I didn't do it at all. I'm going to take my chances. I'm not going to have the whole world think I'm a murderer for weeks or months to where you become a household name. And 20 years from now, even when you're found innocent, people bring the story up. No way. Not doing that. So uh, the two other women who were murdered in Moab just a couple of weeks before this, um, they were, whoops, it just went away. There it is. Um, it, it was a couple of women who were found shot to death in a creek near their campsite. They had called the cops. I'm sorry, they called a f- some friends to say that there was a creepy man around their camp and that they had been intimidated by him and also told friends, quote, if something happens to us, we were murdered. Well, it turns out they were murdered. And one of the women who who said that worked at the same store where Gabby Petito and her fiancé were seen having their, their fracas and the domestic uh, incident. It's a heck of a coincidence. So it's all very, very local. So how, how uh, you might not, this is a question you might not know the answer to. How, how long they've been dating? We have any idea how long the relationship had been going on? I, I don't know that. Yeah. It was long term. They were engaged and yeah. all that. But. Um, so, yeah, okay. So, so he's a guy... Who's uh, who's on the edge of of uh, of murderous lunacy, and he and his girlfriend get in a fight. He kills her, and he kind of his mind snaps, and he's always wanted to kill people because he's a lunatic, and he goes and kills those other women. Okay, that makes sense to me. I think that's what happened. What? Um, you don't think so? No, especially because that was a couple of weeks before all this happened. Oh, okay. So, so that would that would have to be what some people are speculating is that they were like a team. Maybe Who was a team. Him and her? No. <laughs> Jeez Louise, you're a bad detective. <laughs> no, what they're saying was that that uh, what's his name? The laundry boy. What's uh, what's his first name? Brian? Is it Brian? Queen. Any, anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh that they split up. She went her way, he went his. Or she just wandered off or something and ran into this guy who was hanging around this murderous vagrant who's already killed two young women. And then he just recently. And then her fiance just continued the trip alone. Couldn't find her. Didn't know what to do. Freaked out. Went, went home. home. Yeah. To Florida. That seems like a weird thing to do. Uh, some of the texts we got could be covering for a suicide. He figured he'd get blamed either way. Also honors her memory. And. Eh possible i i think that's poor judgment if she kills herself to allow everybody to think you killed her but uh what if uh she got so mad at her fiance that she jumped off a cliff to set him up there's another one of those the family members have been told to keep quiet by the lawyer uh yeah we realize that and i i i don't think that's a good idea if you become a national (laughs) sensation but to each their own um they got in another fight he said screw this drove off in the van left her behind then she disappears, and now he thinks, uh-oh, which is kind of your theory there. Uh, yeah, I think that's possible. 
It's it's either that or the obvious. But who knows? I've actually been along on homicide investigations, and the urge to f- leap to a conclusion and find the evidence to justify it is the definition of terrible police work. Oh, sure. So, if, you're, if you're actually a policeman, but I'm not oh, yeah. a talk show host, so I'm going down all kinds of rabbit holes. Um, I, I, I do think, I think if like you got in a fight and you took off, and I could actually see that happening pretty easily. She slugged you. You, you just, all right, fine. Or she might even said, screw you, and walked away from the van. He says, all right, fine. And he gets in the van, drives off. She's got in a credit card. her van. She's got a credit card. Whatever. You try to find her later. You don't know what she is. Next thing you know, she's disappeared. But you got to come forward and say, look, here's what happened. We got an argument. I drove off. We were hot. I guarantee I didn't kill her. I, I, I have no idea what happened after that point. That's yeah, what I you would do. think so. Abandoning her to be killed by a vagrant ain't a great look either. But... Uh... I don't know. And plus, that's car theft, too. It's Grand Theft Auto. Although, given, you know, the possible other charges afoot, I'd go ahead and, and admit you, I took your van. You're going to have the whole world think you're a murderer to cover up Grand Theft Auto, stealing an old van. Well, okay. he clearly took the van, and it was not an old van. It was a nice van. Okay. You, you're off this investigation. <laughs> Give me your gun and your badge. Armstrong and Getty.